All right, everyone, welcome back to Shay Says. I am so excited to get into this episode. But before we begin, if you have not listened to any other episode, I suggest you stop right now and go back. This is a learning process and each episode is very important and a key component towards the next episode. So for the past season, we've actually learned about what self-esteem is, whether we have high or low self-esteem, why society puts us on a pedestal to have high self-esteem and those cultural myths behind it. We've also discussed relationships, romantic relationships, and why sometimes we hate our partners and why sometimes we want them to do more for us. So since we've gone over relationships and ourselves, we definitely need to talk more about friendships. And I know for myself, friends are the only people that really keep me afloat, I guess, in our emerging adulthood and really dealing with the 20s. But when you're this age, you kind of realize maybe all of the friends you have aren't aren't putting out what you put through. Especially during this age when you know you're talking and you're trying to go on about something and you just see them scrolling through Twitter. For this episode, I have Dr. Rabel with us to help guide this conversation on what good communication skills we should look for in friendships and how to actually talk to ourselves. How to motivate ourselves and be our best friend. So I really want to say thank you for Dr. Rabel for joining Shay Says today. Your class definitely impacted the way that I spoke with people and how people speak with me. And it's definitely helped me build boundaries on what I will and like won't allow in my life. Wow. No, thank you for having me, Shay. I'm happy to be here. And um, absolutely. I, I feel like uh, the course, it's funny. Um, for those of you that aren't in the course, um, it basically, you listen back to yourself quite a bit. So it heightens your awareness of how you respond to people, how you're listening. So yeah, I can completely see how that might have happened. I don't think many people realize the friends that they make in college or afterwards that we should really be trying to improve our friendships and not the quantity of them. We should improve on the quality. So on how to improve conversations, definitely nonverbal listening is what you don't want to do. And is when it looks as if they don't have attention towards mm -hmm. you. And I know if anyone's listening right now, you know, I go in if anyone's using their phone and I'm talking to them I feel as if it's very rude and I would put that with nonverbal listening could you really like flesh that out a little bit more on what I'm trying to say absolutely I think especially with phones I think that has become the trickiest thing in the last decade so as new apps are coming out, as people are engaging with Instagram and other forms of social media, it's become really complicated. Um, we're used to dividing our time and attention, so we're used to watching a video while scrolling through things. And I think that we can regard friendships the same way, but in all honesty, we need to start having better expectations of what we expect in our socialization because we, we go to socialize to re-energize. But part of the problem with that is if we're not getting that, um, those cues back from someone that they're actually listening, that social interaction will not be rewarding for us. It's we're not going to get what we, what we're seeking from it. And so if we're seeing someone um, either come in distracted or um, come in and they're showing these cues of, of um, maybe they're responding back to you in a way that 
is is showing that they're not listening, I think it's it's demoralizing. We we kind of feel lost in technology to begin with, and so not getting those responses from friends can feel really disconnecting. You try to discuss whatever is going on with you and why you may not go back to that person for advice because maybe they turn the conversation back to themselves, which I see this so much and I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's just my generation, but it seems as if no one is listening to whatever you said or they have to relate it to a harder time that they had and then it turns into me actually giving them advice and I was the one that came for advice, so. I have both good and bad news about that. <laughs> it's not just your generation, um, sadly. Uh, I, selfishly, I wish it was, but as someone who's of an older generation, um, no, this has been a persistent problem. So even apart from technology, what we expect in our conversations is we expect someone to listen. But if we think even back to childhood, did anyone teach us how to listen? We're taught not to talk um, and we're taught to take tests, but we're never really taught to listen to someone and how to make someone feel heard and to make someone feel um, appreciated. So in all honesty, we're often taught um, obviously how to speak and when not to speak, but we're not told how to make others feel um, you know, gratified through a conversation. I don't think, um, sometimes when we when we talk to folks, we hear what we think we should hear. Um, even when someone's not distracted, um, we come into conversations and we think from our own lens. We don't often think, how does this, how is this other person thinking about this situation? And I know that seems really abstract and hard to do in, in a split second, but, um, Part of what I think has been really rewarding about learning things like motivational interviewing um, is it really does reposition how you actually engage with others, even in friendships. Obviously, I'm not advocating, please do not do use motivational interviewing with your friends. Yeah. They will no longer talk to you. Yes. <laughs> like that. Don't do that. <laughs> Disclosure, I'm not advocating for that. But there's there's a beauty on to um, understanding, like better knowing how to listen to people and better knowing how to step back and to say, okay, this isn't about me. Um, and this is kind of where it ties into what you were talking about. That oftentimes people are like, oh, I've gone through that. Now let me tell you the story, like for 50 minutes about the time I went through it. And you know, this is not a game of tennis. I'm not sending you a ball for you to return it back. Um, this is something where I'm I'm asking, you know, it's fine to tell someone, you know, I've, I've experienced something similar. Let me know how I can help. Or if you ever want to hear about my story, please let me know. Um, but stay in the moment with them. If they're coming to you because they need help and support, it's because they're coming to you to need help and support, not to necessarily hear your story. There's a time and place for that, but I do think we need to start asking for consent to give these stories sometimes, especially when we don't loop them around really quickly. And I've learned this really early on from my mom on how to really compartmentalize friends. I had read Carol Dweck's book, Mindset, which we actually talk about in an earlier episode. <laughs> but in her section on friendship, she really discussed how difficult it is to see when a friend doesn't wish you well. We usually ask ourselves the questions, who can you go to when things are rough? But to actually start asking yourself, who can you go to when things are really good? 
Oh, absolutely. I, I actually, I love um, Carol Dweck and her work. I feel like um, it should be required reading for all people. Um, I, I do feel like part of that is um, is absolutely true. We we often have this term fair weather friends, you know, friends that we can't go to when things are difficult, but we don't have the, the opposite side where you're absolutely right. Um, when we're seeking to celebrate and to feel like we're coming to people with good news um, and to feel let down by their enthusiasm, by the fact that you're starting to see signs of jealousy in them. And so they're not happy for you. And I think it's actually, it's really healthy to, to better position your friendships and to know what to expect from them and to limit those expectations as you think about these different categories. So you're absolutely right in the fact that, you know, we should have friendships where we, um, we silo them as good time friends. Like these are people that we get energy from, we feel um, really excited to be in their presence, but we can't go to them with um, serious matters or friends that we can go to when we're grieving about something or the, the category of friends that are just friends, family, other, that are happy for us regardless of what we do. And um, especially in uh, like an age of technology, we do have to be mindful of a lot of these um, categories because when we celebrate something out on social media, for example, we expect likes, but those likes are really superficial. We need to actually think about how can we celebrate our wins? How can we reflect on our losses? And oftentimes we judge that based on um, kind of these kind of more sur superficial interactions and I think that we need to have higher expectations um, in order to feed our souls a little bit more. I really loved that. Thank you for saying that. Like we have talked about in this season just a lot about really being mindful of what is around you and it is okay to be very different than what is put in our generation and I really like that you brought that up that we try to put all of our best accomplishments or our wins on social media, just expecting the feedback rather than from ourselves. So I want to segue into our next topic of just really how to talk kindly to yourself and how to stay motivated. And if we can't be kind to ourselves, who can we be kind to? So I know that sustained talk was really our ambivalence to change when you're talking to yourself and it's stopping you from wanting to make that change versus how we have change talk, which is more of our commitment to change. Yeah, I, I want to touch upon something that you um, that you just kind of hinted at. So earlier we were talking about um, listening to others, but um, another skill that we don't really teach um, or we never really have an opportunity to learn is listening to ourselves, which onto itself is, is really key. Um, so when we're kind of training ourselves to listen to ourselves, um, I think one of the easiest things to listen into is hearing yourself either reinforce behavior or to talk about how you'd like to change something. Um, and this is what you were just talking about, Shay, with sustain and change talk. So sustain talk, again, is, is this hearing statements like, oh, but... I don't go to the gym because it's far away, or um, I don't go to the gym because um, I have to get changed and then I have to come home and when I come home, it's way too late. So these are these things that we hear 
that is kind of reinforcing a behavior. Whereas when we hear things like change talk, if I'm talking about the same gym habit, it would be saying, you know, I'm really feeling achy. I really think I would feel so energized if I went to the gym. So you're hearing uh, a desire to change. Um, oftentimes we just say these things in passing to friends and uh, we often get these kind of, okay. Um, and sometimes our friends will push us on these things. But it's interesting. I think in learning to hear yourself, you can better understand where your resistance is. And when you listen to that resistance, you can understand, well, how do I think about this? I think we don't give ourselves a lot of time to reflect on why we do the things that we do. We just do them because they're habits. Um, but when we're looking to change a habit or to understand why we're not changing a habit and not getting through that point, listening to yourself is absolutely key. And this um, listening for change and sustained talk is a really great first way to start understanding how you feel about things. Thank you, Dr. Rabel, for coming on Shea Says and talking about friendships. And we've gone over everything. We've gone over ourselves. We've gone over relationships, friendships. And now we're going to go back into ourselves, but our mental health. I will talk to you guys in the next episode.